bro. God, I skipped a lot of school in high school. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't do my homework ever. I maintain Never it's because homework. I was too intelligent and school was too boring for me. Yeah, it's a boring-ass school. Mm-hmm. I don't need this homework. I already know the material. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So boring. Soccer situation. Um, welcome back to Soccer Situations. Um, we've seen a lot of changes since we last released an episode. Um, if you can't tell the difference in audio quality, I am in the new Soccer Situation studio in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Studio Digs. Yeah. Um, we haven't named this studio yet, but it's going to be good when we do. Yes. Well, of course, it will be the best name. (laughs) Um... Yeah, honestly, a lot has happened since our last episode. Uh, Football-wise, Ronaldo went to Saudi Arabia. Hilarious. That's pretty cool. He's making lots of money. Um, Chelsea gazumped Arsenal, not once, but twice. Bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Me and Alex both got new cars. We both got new cars. That's, wow, that's random. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got a Volvo, and Alex got a Hyundai. Yeah, so one of, one of us is classy. We'll let you guys figure out which one is. <laughs> That's super funny. And, uh, yeah, I live in Grand Rapids now, and me and Alex are recording face-to-face. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What have you been doing? Oh, let's see, working, get through the new year. Littlefoot wrapped up the last year, uh, finished the year strong. And then, yeah, just been trying to – we're having our annual meeting on Monday for, like – year like planning out our year and setting goals and uh so yeah looking forward to that on monday seeing seeing what we're what we're what trajectory we're on for the year right on i think it'll be a big year for littlefoot so did you hear that folks it's a big year for littlefoot i think it's gonna be a big year probably mostly due to their sponsorship of soccer situations this podcast is gonna put us on the map yeah um just to get back to business corner a little bit also um I have relaunched the Soccer Situations website. There's not a ton of content on it yet, but I'm pretty proud of it. It's been redesigned. It's going to have a broader scope of content. We have a little recap feature of the first half of the Premier League season up right now, an archive of all the current or all the podcast episodes. And, um, you know. Yeah, it's great. It looks great. Some pretty pictures. Yeah. There's going to be a very clean, very nice going to be a lot more content coming soon on there. And if anyone wants to contribute, reach out. Are we diving right in? What do you want to you talk about? Nah, let's talk about video games. Okay. Let's talk about what we talk about. How, you're, you've been playing mostly Tarkov, right? Yeah, Escape from Tarkov is basically... I went on a big Apex kick for a while there. Um, but since Tarkov's had its new wipe, uh, that's basically all I've been playing when I do play games. Um, yeah, it's it's just fun. It takes it does take up a lot of time is the one thing. Like you can be in one raid like instances like 45 minutes sometimes. Yeah. So it eats up so much time, but it's uh it's so fun. Yeah. There's, there's not much like it as far as like intensity goes. Of like a survival game. Totally. Um 
you literally have to have complete situational awareness at all times. Yeah. The moment you ca- take a casual stroll, someone's going to pop you. Yeah, or you make too much noise. Yeah. Or you're like, yeah, you're just like, you never know where danger is coming from. So right. it's super it's suspenseful constantly. Right. Which is like, you need a break from that every once in a while, too. I think I've played a few games of FIFA here and there as like a, a break from Tarkov's stress. Yeah. When you think about it that way, it's honestly the opposite of what I'm usually looking for in a video game. I love some aimless, like, uh, you know, some sandbox games. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Star Citizen is my big one right now. I love it. Um, but I've been playing a weird variety of games right now. Um, Need for Speed Unbound. Um, recently, me and Alex were talking about how we used to love Need for Speed Underground in the early 2000s. These games are so good. And this newest Need for Speed Unbound, I think, is the closest thing to it. It's a lot of fun. Um between Need for Speed Unbound and I've also been rewatching the anime Initial D, I I think oh sorry, I'm also bogarting a joint as I Alex is reaching across the table begging. Um <laughs> I'm wondering if like subconsciously, because I'm back in Michigan now, I'm like reverting to like my car culture days of my youth. Yeah, cars I'm, are back in your life. I'm man. loving Initial D and I'm uh and I'm uh Yeah. Yeah, I'm driving again. I got a sick Volvo. Hey, man, welcome back to Michigan. Car life. Yeah, it's true. It's not all bad. No, it's not bad. People hate on car life, and it is kind of annoying that there's no transit anywhere in Michigan. But honestly, like, if you enjoy driving a car or you get a fun car, it's fine. Yeah, that's the thing is you all all you idiots buy the dumbest cars. That's yeah. why you don't yeah. get it. You go There's out, no joy in them. You at all, all go out and buy fucking Chevy Equinoxes. Yeah, and you're like, cars are just transportation. It's like get something. Yeah. yeah, manual transmissions are dying. We can't get them anymore. But if you had one, your commute would be so much more fun. Yeah, I just bought a sick ass, cheap ass, six speed, five cylinder turbo Volvo, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, get as, out there and buy something weird. I say this as I just converted to my like single mom car. Shh, shh, shh. That's a fun car too. Shh. It is fun. It is fun. I actually really do like it. Don't expose our hypocrisy. <laughs> no, it's, it's a cool car. <laughs> yeah. What, oh, I was playing um, Marvel Midnight Suns, too. That's the other game I've been playing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, if you like tactical games, I say play it. Uh, there's a whole lot of bullshit. You spend a lot of your time literally trying to become friends with the Avengers. There's a lot of, like, <laughs> social, like, high school like insecurity vibes. Like, literally, you go around and everyone is hanging out and being insecure. I don't know if Captain America likes me. And you have to convince them that Captain America likes them. It's ridiculous. But between all that, that's just, like kind of unlock new skills and and you know um the actual game combat mechanics are sick it's so satisfying and fun that's awesome yeah it's funny the longest time you kept saying midnight suns and i don't think i realized it was marvel until just recently yeah (laughs) you kept saying i'm just playing midnight suns and i was like oh and i kind of knew roughly what the game was like a turn-based like game like strategy game yeah but then i i didn't really realize it was marvel though yeah it flew under the radar for sure um i don't really care the studio that made it previously made um a game called xcom which is the same style game turn-based strategy and that's their own ip and it's the most generic sci-fi ip ever and it doesn't <laughs> matter that's just, it's just the gameplay the gameplay is so good sick. it doesn't yeah. matter it doesn't matter that it's marvel either yeah it's dumb um i've been swiping through fucking hinge and tinder like crazy yep. and, and it's bleak that'll happen it's bleak it out is, there people it's bleak Try being 42 in Michigan. Single. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Try and find a woman with less than three kids. Yep. That doesn't yep. look like a weathered sa- weathered sailor. My my age range was <laughs> my age range was a bit low, like even a tiny bit lower, and it was still not in the slim pickings. No, this town's rough. gonna force me to Di- DiCaprio. Yeah. If you so want a woman that doesn't have kids 25. and like all sorts of baggage, that you have to go early twenties. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Michigan, Michigan they, people just try and get life over with. <laughs> yeah, people have people have families real young here. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I've been I've been a little bit too much of a dick about Michigan. It's yeah. known I don't love it here, but <laughs> Bob cool. loves Grand Rapids. I'm trying to I'm trying to adjust. Oh, and I might. He loves it here. He's lying. Bailey, why are you climbing into my lap right now? Yeah, first dog interruption of the podcast. <laughs> Why is it happening to me? He's on that side. Really? Yeah, but I like that you bought. You like Todd more than me now. It's great. Yeah, I gave you one piece of sausage, and all of a sudden. Yeah. You get that mic in front of your face over there. You're like Rudy from Bad Friends. I'm going to keep yelling at you. Yeah. Talk to the mic. <laughs> Listen, just because you got a simpleton little mic stand, and I have a, a luxurious boom that I can swing yeah, anywhere I want. Yeah. You keep dodging the boom, though, and missing the mic. <laughs> it's your dog's fault. Um, should we talk football? Yeah, let's talk a little football. We, uh, much like life in football, there's uh, a lot to talk about. So um, much to talk about. We've had a ton of good fixtures since we last recorded. Um, we'll just recap the most recent round, I think. Let's start. Last mm, weekend? Yeah. Yeah, let's rewind to last weekend. Let me find that running order real quick. We need some uh, interlude music. Sorry if there was an awkward uh, jump cut there. Technical difficulties. <laughs> and now on to the football. Um, so we're going to rewind to last weekend here. Um, kind of catch us up and um, give a little preview of the coming week as well. Um, let's start with uh, the Manchester Derby. Why not? Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, really surprising results, I think. I think so. I think... Uh... Yeah, even if you watch the game, it seems like a pretty surprising result. Uh, City were pr- pretty dominant for most of the game. Yeah. Uh, United just had a couple, they're like a couple flash moments. Right. Um, City have been wobbling a little bit. I did feel like they deserved to win this still. Yeah. A loss was definitely a pretty brutal result. It was. In the the end, draw seemed seemed like a fair... Yeah, in the end, United won on a sketchy goal yeah. at Old Trafford, as they always do. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, United are... When people say United are back, like, that's what I'm afraid of. There was controversy in... Was it Marcus Rashford? Like, was coming from an offside position... Oh, yeah, that goal was... For the winning goal. Absurd. He essentially ran on the ball for about 10 yards, but didn't touch it. But he was essentially dribbling on the ball. He was placed between the ball and the defender, but because he didn't touch the ball, the referee ruled that he didn't interfere in play, even though he directly was running on the ball. I mean, Um, there's no way you can tell me the keeper was not aware of Rashford in that situation and focusing on him at that moment. Yeah. And then... It changes everything if he's not there. Yeah. Like, the way he's interacting with that ball is completely different. It should have absolutely been chopped off. Um, in the end, I think kind of a funny result. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Good for Arsenal. Yeah, um, I'll take it. And uh, I think United fans think that, like... Of they, course. They think that we should be scared of them, but I'm much more scared of City, so... A I'll take points off City every every day. Yeah, of course, United fans, definitely. I, and fair play to them. I mean, you would do the same thing. Yeah. Take it as a sign that they are back, you know? Yeah. Uh, take, scalping City always feels that good. Yeah. But it it was an okay game. Um, better game than uh, Brighton-Liverpool. <laughs> uh, this was actually a terrible game. And I'm not saying that as a vindictive Liverpool fan. I say it because, like, we just did not show up. We weren't in the game at all. Brighton just controlled every moment of it. Um, spanked us properly. Um, and you could say it's the most concerning moment of Klopp's Liverpool reign. Um We've been a little bit in crises, as James loves to text me every day. Um, <laughs> I don't really see it as a crisis. As a crisis, um, it's only a crisis if you expected Liverpool to maintain their status at like top tier, yeah. which I never really expected us to do. Yeah, I've always felt like we we're redlining this engine for as long as we can, and eventually it's there's going to be it's going to go. Eventually. Yeah, eventually, yeah. eventually something's going to pop. Yeah, um, and I think we're in that moment right now. And that performance kind of screamed that basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, low energy, getting bossed. I mean, and Brighton is a team that will do that to you. Like if you're if you're not there when you play against Brighton, they'll take you apart. Yeah, a lot of lethargy in the team. Um, midweek we played a replay um, against Wolves, and Klopp swapped out most of the squad. Uh, and the the kids played a lot better with a lot more energy. Uh, kind of ground out an ugly win. Yeah. And Klopp has already said that some of them played their way into contention for Chelsea this weekend. That's um, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a jolt, re- a, a jolt yeah. of energy is what's needed. Yeah, you know. And if anything, that wakes up the veteran guys and says, like, "All right, you're not just going to play now. Yeah, you're going to have to fight for your spot." Right. So hopefully that ignites the whole team. Uh, Stefan uh, Basetic gets a shout from me. Um, he was man of the match for me. This 18 year, he just turned 18. Young uh, Spanish kid by way of Serbia. Um, looks to be a holding or box to box midfielder. He's still developing, but. Uh, Played a great game, and I'd love to see him against Chelsea, to be honest. Yeah, I love one for the future, especially when you're in a down season. Mm-hmm. You need that, like, a little bit of life, a little bit of lift. Arsenal has been on, obviously, that was, like, our saving grace the last few years is watching Saka and, like, ML Smith-Rowe come through and yeah. like, play. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. Um, quick shout-out to Southampton, uh, added time winner against uh, Everton, uh, putting Everton oh, firmly Everton. In, in relegation as own. I mean, they got to be going down this year. I hope so. It's, it, they seem like they're in complete shambles. They'd have to really turn it around yeah, to get I, out of this. Yeah, I really do hope they go down. Uh, there was a time I wouldn't have said that, but they're petty. They're petty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting sick of their antics. I hope Connor Cody's having a good time there. Yeah. You know, Connor Cody, he cut me deep. Uh, yep. He was a Liverpool Academy kid. We've had him since he was a child. He captained us at every level of the Academy. Um I was thinking about it, and I was like, Connor Cody is fucking Theon Greyjoy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Pure Theon? betrayal. Theon was fucking kidnapped, taken, raised by the Starks, mm-hmm. you know, showed how to be a classy individual. Yeah. We showed him the world, and it turned out all that time he wanted to go back, and he went home, and now he's realizing just how trashy it is back home. Yeah. Like, oh, God. What a mistake. It sucks back here. What a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's super funny, dude. Uh, he's going to go down with them. He can be an Evertonian in the championship. Yep, yep.
This episode of Soccer Situations is brought to you by Littlefoot Coffee. I mean, what can I say about Littlefoot Coffee? Um, they're not just friends of the pod, they're family of the pod, quite literally. Um, Alex started Littlefoot years ago after more than a decade of roasting experience, um, roasting coffee for some of the hottest, most fashionable, and uh, most importantly, tasty specialty coffee roasters in America. My favorite thing about it is that it's just really high-grade coffee without a drop of pretense. You're not going to find a bunch of weird, savory notes that the roaster is passing off as intentional. It's just really sweet, comforting flavors that everybody wants in their coffee. And now, for a limited time only, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com. Promo code SITUATIONS. Once again, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com using the promo code SITUATIONS. Let's talk about the North London Derby. How'd that go? That was, uh, yeah, I think it went pretty well. It went pretty well. I think Tottenham, I mean, Tottenham haven't been great lately at all. I I think we said before the game, it was like just... If Arsenal can get on top early, Tottenham's going to struggle. If they get an early goal, there's like Tottenham's demoralized. They're already don't have any confidence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Conte's team is in, in trouble. Um, they had a few moments in that game and Ramsdale was the man of the match and he was, he had brilliant, he had a couple brilliant saves, but overall it seemed like Arsenal controlled the game, um, which felt amazing. It's been a long time since we beat Tottenham at the toilet bowl. Yeah. Um, and it is such a toilet bowl. Um, <laughs> I know it's a cheap shot, but whatever. It looks like a toilet bowl. We noticed this week that they did an even higher kind of helicopter shot, and it even has the little bracket on the back of the toilet bowl that always has a little <laughs> bit like of pee on it. It's like a little office it. building sticking out the back that looks perfectly it like a little toilet bracket. It literally looks like a toilet bracket. It had to be a prank by the architect. Yeah, right? It had, it had to, be. to be an Arsenal it's fan. It's too uncanny not to be a prank. <laughs> Architectural pranks are my favorite, it's too. It's hilarious. The best kind of prank. Yeah, it's like a very permanent prank. Yeah. You get to laugh at it for years. Yeah, like, you know they were really careful when they were showing our, uh, Tottenham all the plans. They're like, don't, yeah. sh- don't show them over Don't show shots. them that angle. Just show them at, like, a 45-degree angle. Yeah. Keep it you low. You can't tell from there. Oh, it looks God, great. dude. It's so amazing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, you flushed Tottenham down in their toilet. The goals were funny. The goals were great. Uh uh, one thing I did have noted down is we should talk about uh, Larice's form lately. Oh yeah, because uh, that goal was pretty embarrassing. The Saka goal for sure. Uh, it was. I mean, it's very enjoyable for me to watch it go in, but I don't know what he was doing there. Yeah, uh, like near post, he basically batted it into his own goal. Yeah, it looked like a Pickford move. Yeah, it was a weird move. So yeah. He just kind of flailed at it and popped it into his own net. Yeah, it didn't make any sense at all. Mm-hmm. But that was a funny way to start it, and then. Uh, of course, Odegaard had a, a a nice little strike from distance, low into the corner. Yeah, that was a beauty. Yeah, that was a beautiful. That one, that one felt good. Yep. Always nice to get a good. And then, oh, the one honorable mention to Thomas Partey for almost one of the best goals oh, of the season. Yeah. That absolute rocket off his foot. That would have been such a beautiful goal. Yeah, it was, it was a shame crazy. that it hit the post. Powerful. Um, but overall, it was pretty. Oh yeah, we forgot. Can't not mention the drama. At the end of the game. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Um, the fans didn't enjoy the game as much as we did. Yeah, yeah. Some of the fans got a little over, overworked up about this game. Um, I personally think, uh, as like as of today, I think Richarlison hasn't faced and isn't facing any punishment for his 
actions on the day. And I personally think he had a pretty big part in riling up that section of fans yeah. by getting involved with Ramsdale. He reaches out two or three times and puts his hands on Ramsdale's face. Yeah. He shoves him in the face. Yeah. A handful of times. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Uh, and the crowd is getting frothier and frothier. Ramsdale's yeah. just trying to get his water bottle. Yeah. Maybe he's trolling a little bit. I mean, he's a he shit is? talker. Yeah, he yeah. is. And he admitted he did. Okay. He said he had banter with the fans. He said, but the fans were, were giving him banter back in a, like, like a, a kind way. Like, it was like a banter back and forth. It wasn't like a, a malicious or, like, no one was going over the top. Yeah. He said it was completely normal. It was just, like, that one fan that came rushing down through the stands and kicked him in the back as he was grabbing his water bottle. Right. Yeah, this chotch runs down. This this fucking street urchin, like, comes scampering down. He's got a hood up. No hood up, but a, a, scarf, a scarf over, over the lower face. half of his face. And he puts a little pussy-ass kick straight in the back of Ramsdale and then turns around and scampers back up. Yeah, it goes right back up and You runs can out. find footage of him the reverse angle so you can see his face pretty clearly. And Sky Sports actually tracked him through multiple cameras, and you can yeah. follow him through the whole stadium. He runs back up to the standing room-only place and, like, crouches down amongst a bunch of people standing. Really? Yeah. And they had it all and the camera. And he's just huddled there trying to hide amongst the people standing. Yeah. And there's camera focused right on. You can see him clear as day and i think he takes the scarf down too. I, yeah i've seen clear so, yeah. photos of his face um, so he's he's i mean he's been arrested right i think they've already yes, got him he's been arrested and charged with assault yeah um so yeah which like you see it seems like dramatic when you say assault and you see the kick it like wasn't anything yeah but like the like this fact that they allowed a player like you can't assault like uh athlete on the pitch like yeah that. it can't be allowed like um, no matter how dramatic or over the top it is the assault it is. was light because that's what he managed to do yeah exactly. who's to say if pick or if i'm um, sorry ramsdale hadn't been bent over like the guy wouldn't have kicked him in the face if he had the opportunity to. yeah totally possible. the guy was obviously had lost his goddamn mind yeah to do that you got to be completely yeah, red zoned yeah it could have been more serious like the fact is the guy got there and was able to attack a player and that's fucked up yeah it's terrible it's terrible Luckily, it seems like everything's been taken care of for now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to make a bigger deal out of it than it is. Yeah. It's just a trashy way for Tottenham to... to... Yeah, it was, a, it was a kind of a funny way for Arsenal fans yeah. to, like, see Tottenham yeah. really get just lose it over top of it. Did you see that slideshow of Mikel Arteta looking super happy, and then <laughs> Granite Xhaka goes running oh, by, yeah. and you see Arteta look concerned, <laughs> and then the next slide is, like, Arteta running Sprinting after him. Sprinting after him. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, everyone was yeah. laughing at Great stuff. The fact that Xhaka was clearly going to go fight somebody yeah, great stuff <laughs> or that had to go grab him and drag him away yeah he's a maniac so that kind of rounds up last week we had some fa cup fixtures in the midweek we don't necessarily need to spend too much time on uh yeah. as i said liverpool played a replay against wolves and we're through um you know let's let's look to the future what's coming up we got some big ones this weekend yeah we have some really big ones this weekend we have quite possibly the biggest mid-table clash of all time <laughs> yeah, this is chelsea, chelsea v liverpool ninth versus 10th yeah this is huge <laughs> big, big. Like, which team is more of a mess right now do you think oh i don't know it's hard to say because chelsea just bought 
seven new forwards, so it's hard to say, you know, how quickly those those spoilers are all going to mesh together. It's true. Twitter is buying players for Chelsea, apparently, because they only buy attackers now, which yeah. is the most, like, 14-year-old thing to do. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny to watch. Buying attackers is fun. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, everyone <laughs> wants to buy a shiny new striker all the time. Yeah. Sometimes um, you need to get a midfielder. I like to think we have between injuries and like a more balanced squad at the moment. You know, we have some injuries, but for us, the issue has honestly been performance-based. Yeah. I'm not going to blame it all entirely on on a thin squad. Yeah, We're missing some key people, sure, but we've got so much talent. The players that squad. are playing aren't doing the job. No, the players are not doing shit. Henderson's yeah. look like trash. Fabinho's look bad. Um, the thing that's kind of gone um, undiscussed a lot is that we're also trying to transition to new new tactics and new formations and oh, it's not yeah. going super well it's yeah. not what Klopp is best at to be honest he's not a, some kind of tactical guru no, i don't I think mean, he's as naive as people think but but the uh, style you guys have been playing is the style he's known for for sure like and, that's his... and it's been found out and so we're trying to make some adjustments we've been playing a 4-4-2 and it seems like the team doesn't know how to play it. Like, yeah. they're all too young. Like, they don't remember that 4-4-2 was a thing. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? They're all learning it for the first time. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, somehow, it seems like the rest of the world is like, oh, you're going to play 4-4-2? Cool. We figured that out in 2006. Yeah. <laughs> like, we know how to play against that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It seems like it's a mystery to us, but not a mystery so to the, the people defense. you're playing against. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. in short, like, everything is going wrong. Um. But somehow I still feel confident for the weekend. I guess suppose it's residual confidence just from the past decade. Like I feel like we're gonna turn it around any moment now. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Chelsea. I mean Chelsea is a mess right now. Yeah, so. they're equally a mess. Yeah, so they you could very easily beat them. Mm-hmm. That'll be a fun one to watch, though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Should be some good chaos in there. Absolutely. About is anything catching your eye? There's a lot of like kind of interesting mid-table games. Yeah, Leicester like, Brighton. Oh, I would like I take interest in Crystal Palace and Newcastle just cuz Newcastle's season's been, you know, pretty great and they are realistically challengers right now. At least where we stand right now. Yeah. Um so I, I would like Palace to take some points off them right now. Sure. Slow down their momentum. Um West Ham Everton is also interesting for different reasons. Very yeah, yeah, that's a good one for a lot of, that's a good storyline there. They're eighteenth, seventeenth, right? Mm-hmm. Both Moyes and Lampard on the edge of the sack. Yep. Um a lot of articles saying that uh uh Moyes will be sacked if he loses this game. Yeah, I think it's feasible um that either one of them could be sacked. Yeah, <laughs> or both of them, honestly. Right. That <laughs> how game, bad depending on how bad the performance is. That game's gonna be kind of a cage match. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of stress. There's going to be a lot of tension in that game. Yeah. Elsewhere, Leeds-Brentford is just going to be kind of fun attacking nonsense. Yeah, that'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Effervescent football. (laughs) (laughs) Even Brendan Aronson watching the American. Oh, yeah, that's who that is. Attacking. Yeah. Um, Actually, now might be a good time... Um, I want to talk about a Leeds player. Um, right, go for it. And I'm already starting to see coverage pop up, but I want to make it clear that I was talking about this guy about two weeks ago. It's true. Um, we just happened to be too lazy to record. Yeah, we watched an FA Cup match, and this Leeds, this Leeds teenager, is it Wilfred uh, Ginoto? I don't yeah. even know his first name. That's how he, he's a baby. Leeds just signed him for pennies. Yeah, Wilfred Ginoto. I don't, that pronunciation's probably wrong. Yeah, it sounds pretty good. Um, 
there have been fifty million dollar plus wingers flying everywhere in this transfer window, and Leeds just signed this little Italian kid who is tiny. He's like five five. Yeah, he's super tiny, super pacey winger. Um, the game I saw him in, first noticed him in was versus Aston Villa. Uh, must have been FA Cup. Yeah, and because he was just tor- he came out and was tormenting Ashley Young in every way possible. He was yeah, trolling yeah. him between plays. He was like he was dribbling around him. He was playing the ball off of him out of play. He like he was like a little dog yapping at the heels of Ashley Young, and he had the best of them. And um, since, yeah, he was in his head the whole time. Yeah, and I was like, man, this guy is trouble. I really like him. The next game, he scored a great goal. Um, most recently, he scored in the opening minute. Um, Leeds just played. Did they play Cardiff the, in oh, the, the FA game. Cup? Okay, and say, he scored. That's not he scored in the first minute of that game. This kid is going to be a big deal. I'm so confident of that. Yeah, he looks really good. He's confident on the ball. Yeah, he looks dangerous. He's tricky. Yeah, he's 19 years old. He's only old. 19. Yeah, from yeah. Verbania, Italy. He'll definitely get a move. Someone's gonna they're gonna catch someone's eye pretty quickly here. Yeah, I don't expect him to stay at Leeds too long. Yeah. He might get another season. We'll see how how much he uh impacts the second half of the year. Yeah, but they signed this kid for seven million yeah seven million pounds. That's great scouting. That is great scouting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm so impressed. Um, you don't see that very often anymore. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, I'm stunned. Um I don't want. I guess I don't want to overstate. I get too far ahead of myself here, um, but the kid looks fucking great. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, so and far that looks like an astounding deal for Leeds. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to this coming weekend. Um. That leaves us with the last fixture, the big one. We've got Arsenal and Manchester United. You're hosting Manchester United. That's gonna be a hell of a match. I. I really kind of. I obviously like our season's been fantastic. We're we're on top of the league right now. Um. But I think this is a big test for us. I know we have to play City twice still, and that's obviously a huge test. But United has had our number even when they've had horrible teams for the last, like, 10 years or more. They've just embarrassed us over and over again with, like, weaker squads than ours. And I think it's time we put it right. Like, they have to put it right this year. To like, I think for me to really believe this is the year we can actually hold on to this title and, like, win it, mm-hmm. this is a huge test. Yeah. I'd love a professional 2-0 where they don't get a shot on target. Yeah, yeah. shut them I mean? down, yeah. just clean, just like the Tottenham game. Just yeah. clean it up, yep. tidy at the back, mm-hmm. get our goals quick, and just, yeah, yep. get out of there with three points. Like, that would be the best best possible thing. Yeah. Or, you know, we could just trounce them, like, 6-0 or something like that. That'd also be fun. But I don't <sighs> see that happening. <laughs> Casemiro being out is is a wild card though yeah it's huge he's a huge player for them now in the midfield yeah you could tell because ten Hag is panicking about it he was yeah. making some embarrassing statements yeah he was like casemiro's out now i don't know why arsenal didn't have to play today <laughs> like that's not how it works man <laughs> what do you mean that's those two things don't line up what they don't correlate about? whatsoever yeah, yeah. yeah. um <laughs> That's so funny, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah. You knew that going into the game. Maybe you should blame the absolutely insane knee-high tackle he threw out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you told him before the match to keep it cool. Yeah. 
and warned him, and then he put out an absolutely horrible attempt. He at pulled a like a WWE like leg drop on somebody. <laughs> yeah. It was ridiculous. It's like he wanted to rest versus Arsenal. Yeah, it looked right? like that like before the holidays when players try and get that yeah, suspension. He's like, All right, let's get this fifth card in quick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that'll be a good match. It'll, it's always it's always fun. It's for me, it's not fun because it's very stressful. But yeah. um, it's generally a pretty good match. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of the good side. The silver lining of a team being mediocre again is that it's actually less stressful, kind of, when your team's oh, mediocre. It's, this season's so much more <laughs> stressful, man. Yeah. I haven't really had to truly care. Yeah. Like, I've had moments of truly caring. You know, we've had like FA Cup finals. We've had, you know, some Europa League stuff that we failed in that was like what we got to like finals, semifinals. Um, so like, I've had, we've had moments, but like, this is a new level of stress right now. Yeah. Leading leading the table right now at this point, and there's a lot of big games to come, but like you're starting to want to believe a little bit. Yeah, but as we've said in this generation in this era, there's an unprecedented like boogeyman just waiting. Yeah, you to slip. Yep. You know. Yeah, it's Manchester City is like that fucking boulder in Indiana Jones, just waiting for you to trip up. Yeah, if you fall or even the slightest slip, could it could be over. Yeah. I mean, you saw it with Liverpool. You guys, what was that season? You lost that one goal that was like an inch, a millimeter over 11, the line. 11 millimeters. Yeah. Cost us the title. Yeah. yeah. That season. Yeah, I so think that was as tight as it gets. We've lost two titles to them by one point, I think. Well, that, I mean, obviously City winning on the last day was also pretty tight when they first started getting good. But, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, uh, you know, it's about as tight as it gets for a title race. Yeah. Um, but that's how they push you. Like, that team is so good. Yeah. You are. have to be perfect to beat them. Absolute machine insane um i do like that you said the last game of the weekend even though we do have one more oh what's the last one i like that you disrespected tottenham oh they play too <laughs> <laughs> but tottenham play fulham so we'll probably get a good nice fulham win oh. easy fulham win maybe, i think it's at the cottage too I, oh we'll see Conte out this weekend yeah maybe. yeah yeah, Fulham could put them to shame, dude. Fulham looks great this year. Yeah, Fulham is a legit team. Marco Silva has really figured out how to put like a complete team out finally. There's even a slightly hostile atmosphere at the cottage, which yeah, it's is great. The fans crazy, are up for it, right? Yeah, they're loving this. Going to the cottage was always a, literally a vacation. I think that's why they called it the cottage. Yeah, it was so chill. It was always chilled. There's like a whole neutral fan section too, don't yeah, they? Like, yeah, I think so. It's a very chill vibe normally there, but the the fans are into it this year. I think Marcus Speller on the football ramble starting to believe. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's feeling it. He's feeling a European place. Definitely. He's feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to be excited. <laughs> I mean, Fulham's awesome. Yeah. I, I like. I've always liked Fulham. I'm a fan. I I'm I'm in. Um, especially this weekend, obviously. Yeah, big time. Uh, was well, a Monday game. But... Antonio Conte at Tottenham is kind of losing the plot a little bit. Uh, yeah. He said some funny stuff this week. Um, I like that he was like, other people need to accept some blame at Tottenham, too. Which <laughs> 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 is just a funny thing to say. He's like, this is not my fault. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> He's like, you, I mean, trust me, Conte, we all know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know what that club we is. We all wondered why you went there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we knew what was going to happen. Haven't you seen every other manager before you fail miserably? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Transfer window stuff? Have we talked transfers? No, uh, we've made some allusions to the transfer window, but not really. Yeah, we haven't really talked transfers yet. Um, and we could start with the two big ones for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, obviously they they pulled a fast one on Arsenal twice in a <laughs> row. But Arsenal, we were a lot of jokes going around about Chelsea's scouting just being like looking at whoever Arsenal's trying to buy and then buying them for, out from under us. 
Yeah, which they did twice in a row. They stole, although the Jao Felix deal was never going to be a great deal, unless there was a um, obligation to buy built into it, and he was going to be a permanent player. Yeah, because asking like twenty plus million or twenty million or so altogether for a loan for five months, insane. Without being able to even guarantee you can buy the player is insane. Yeah, I think it was they, a very stupid deal. I think. Yeah, it didn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, and now it's even worse because he got his first match he got suspended for three games yeah that was fantastic for a terrible tackle yeah i'm really glad because we play chelsea tomorrow yeah yeah that's nice that's no, good for you no Jao felix but um, the other man to talk about you will face yeah mudrick yeah the fascist ukrainian yeah fascist allegedly. Ukrainian. allegedly allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> just no. based on looks alone <laughs> legitimately i just made that up because he signed for chelsea and not arsenal yeah i was exactly. like you know there's there's a lot of fascists in ukraine alex yeah exactly <laughs> look at that guy <laughs> neck tattoos arsenal's a very open club okay yeah yeah <laughs> anyway no no um like but no, he does irresponsible accusations player. aside. Yeah, he looks pretty good. Huh? He looks a good player. Um, obviously, we haven't seen a lot of him. He's very young. Um, his highlight reels look amazing. He looks like he's got all the talent. Yeah. Um, we'll see. It was a pretty outrageous deal for a player with not much uh, game time under his belt and who's very coming from a league that's not very strong. Um, I know he's played well in the Champions League against some decent opponents, but. Uh, Again, It'll be dude. interesting to see how he develops. Yeah. Again, dude. Wilfried Ginotto, $7 million. Yeah, $7 million. That kid's a little you know, ripper. Leonardo Trossard. He's, he's 18 years old. $27 million. Trossard <laughs> at $27 million. I'll tell you what, daddy like. Tross, Trossard a, for $27 million is a steal. He's a great squad player. Steal. We <laughs> we did just watch some awesome YouTube propaganda about him, and we're yeah, convinced. We're pretty he's, hyped on him right yeah, now. Yeah, we're pretty hyped on Trossard yeah, right He did now. some cool stuff in that video, and there's also some cool techno music. Yeah, he was great. He, I mean, he's got – we said it before. You said it before because he punished Liverpool about – he scored about six or seven goals against Liverpool in that highlight I told video. Alex he always <laughs> scores against us. I don't know if he believed me, and then we yeah. watched this highlight video. Honestly, yeah, I half thought he scored video. against us more, but I think I only saw one goal against us in that video, maybe yeah. two. No, half of that video was Liverpool. Yeah, it was a lot of Liverpool, a lot of Liverpool. Um, but he's a really good player. He's a super – especially considering, like, in an ideal world, he's back up to Saka – or Martinelli, anywhere. I think he can play anywhere on the wings or even maybe in the Odegaard role if he needed to. Yeah, he's flexible. He's dangerous. That's. I mean, for under $30 million for a player of that caliber in this day and proven age. Proven in the league, too. It's, he can do it in the league. He's shown that he can do it against big opponents. Yeah, it's kind of a no-brainer, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, obviously, $27 million's cheap. I mean, you could say it's a lot because he's out of contract. Um Someone, but still, someone's going to get him. So. That's the thing is if you let that contract run out, someone's going to pay $40 million or $50 yeah. Million. yeah. So just, yeah. you got it. it was a good deal. I'm super happy with it. Mm-hmm. It seems like we've signed a a Polish defender as well. It's not officially done yet, but um, reports came out pretty quickly that it was he's like undergoing a medical and ready to sign. 22-year-old. I have no idea how to say his name. Yeah, it's Polish. It's probably it's, Kaczynski. It's shit. No, it's Jakub uh, Kiwar. It's not Kiwar? W- That's pronounced Wikowski. Wikowski. Yeah. Coming from Spezia. 17.5 million plus add on. 17.5 million plus add ons. I think it's like 22 million altogether with hmm. add ons. That's cool. Never heard of him. 
but came out of nowhere. Our scouting's been pretty good recently, so I feel like Eastern European defenders are a good bet. <laughs> yeah, that big blockhead. That's such a big basic like you know? appearance based cliche, but it's funny. <laughs> they are pretty good though, generally. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I like a Slav defender. Yeah, me too. I think Petya would point out I don't think Polish are technically Slavs. <laughs> <laughs> we see as Americans we see them as Slavs though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Can't tell the difference between them and the Ukrainians. No, no, not at all. <laughs> No, that's not true. We all know Ukrainians are the more beautiful of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Burn. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, but you know what? We the do Pol- real talk Polish have the best food. Actually, so. Polish cuties are cuties. Oh, yeah. Have you ever yeah. been to Kasha's Deli? Yes, yeah, so you know I have. There's some cuties working behind there, yeah. serving those pierogies, those <laughs> stuffed cabbages. Ooh, I miss that place. Um, What else has been going on in the transfer window? Who we... Uh, Liverpool fans are having a meltdown because we haven't been bought by an oil state yet and mm. paid straight cash for Jude Bellingham. Um, that sounds really stupid, and it is, but that is actually the state of Liverpool fans on the internet. Um, it's really gross how quickly like this generation of entitlement and uh, you try to have moral fiber and people sell out so fast. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds yeah. so preachy. I don't mean to sound that pretentious. But no, I've always, I mean, we, we witnessed our, Arsenal fans going through the same thing recently. Yeah. You like to believe that, I don't know, that people will be a little grateful for what they've just gotten uh, to enjoy for years. Yeah. And, like, what it took to get to that level and how much work, you know, FSG to get, did to get you there and Klopp did to get you there. Yeah. you think that would last a little longer. There's not even a lack of gratitude. There's straight up distaste for fsg people are literally like fsg are running this club into the ground that's the thing i've read over and over again absolutely insane it's it's insane you guys are the best managed club yeah in the league and no they haven't spent like city and they won't and they can't they've always been they've always been honest about that yeah um the funny thing is even if you want to sell out to the qataris which i absolutely do not yeah it just came out this week that the Qataris are actually favoring Liverpool over Manchester United because of all the infrastructure investments that FSG made. Yeah. Because they've renovated Anfield, because they've built a new integrated academy and training facility, because we have obviously um, a massively inflated, uh, valuable squad. Um, yeah. And the branding opportunities have just gone through. I mean, it's all gross to like talk about your football club as you know a valuable like brand but that's what fsg they have built us up from virtually nothing to a point where i mean nobody in the past would have ever considered anybody over manchester united no they were always seen as the club to own and i think i mean i'm not going to make the argument that we have bigger stature now but as an investment we're a more sound investment now a thousand percent the latest i've heard is that FSG want to retain a controlling interest, and that's actually what's holding up the deal because uh, the Qataris want a controlling interest as well. Yeah. Um, so who knows what will happen. If nothing happens, I'll be happy. I just need to stop going on the internet and list, looking at teenage fan opinions. Yeah. Why yeah. do I do that? Yeah, I know. I never I, – there's not many people out there whose opinions I want to hear. No. And most of them are on the internet are not ones I want to hear. I go on Reddit because it is a good source for news. Yeah, all the news gets aggregated there. It's so much easier to find all the news. But yeah. then you accidentally look at some comments, and all of a sudden your your you like just blood pressure skyrocketing. Yeah, I get I find get worked up every time I read comments. You forget that it's like literally probably a fourteen year old you're talking to. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
One other thing is, I guess we could laugh at uh, a little bit at Chelsea's uh, transfer strategy so far overall. Oh, we laughed at them getting two players over Arsenal, but now when you look at their overall transfer strategy, you're just like, I don't care anymore. I don't, I don't want to be in your situation. No, <laughs> no, that guy, uh, Todd, is it Bowley? Todd Bowley, I think it is. Anyway, he seems to be a total buffoon. Yeah. He seems like a bad cliche American cowboy kind of just like he, I mean he tried. Yeah, it's to, almost like a joke. He tried to start an all star game and now he's just like buying all the big name players he can. He um, it came out he literally was. This is literally like an NBC series to Twitter. Like, this is like Ted Lasso but like a different like weird bizarro version of it. A, a little bit. You know this is like a TV series. Like what is happening? I can't believe this guy's real. Yeah, and he's actually running a club this way i think we should start keeping a closer eye on it because i don't know how much of what we're saying is hearsay yeah and like, maybe they do have a sound strategy that we don't know about yet yeah um as we said before uh sort of off mic um we they could be planning to clear out all of their previous attackers, and i think they will in the summer yeah it's gonna be ridiculous though if they don't move any of them before the end of the window sure but we might look a little bit embarrassed because they just jumped the gun and got ahead of everybody on these attackers you know if they successfully this is the gamble they're taking they might not successfully be able to offload their previous players. They've got some big, big gamble, big payroll in Raheem Sterling, uh, Pierre Emerick Obama Yang, mm-hmm. Kai Havertz. Although he'll be easy. Kai to will offload. probably. He also might stay. He might stay. There's rumor he's been linked with Bayern recently. Supposedly oh, that could, that could happen. Yeah. Um, but anyway, between Sterling, Obama Yang, and who else was there? Pulisic. Uh, Pulisic. Yeah. Between those three, there's a, a lot of salary tied up there. And those aren't the most desirable players in the world right now. No, no. I think um, they're taking a big gamble. I hope I hope their team is better than Arsenal's team was. Right. Because we were in just in the same position. And obviously, they're taking a different run at it where they're buying all the players up front and then backing on sales. Exactly, yeah. Whereas Arsenal were just holding off, waiting for sales, and the sales just weren't coming. Right. And that's the risk Bully's taking. Um, yeah. Yeah, if, it, if they offload it's those gonna guys. It's going to be hard. If they manage to offload them... Um, then they've successfully leapfrogged the competition for their new generation of yeah. attack, and that will have been good business, probably. It's true. Yeah, that is true. Oh yeah, how did we forget? United signed uh, Vout Weghorst, yeah. <laughs> um, who filled in for Burnley just before they got relegated. That's um, a big step up for him. Um, yeah, huge. It seems like Ten Hag is just signing Dutchies. Yeah, weird strategy in like a weirdly amateur way. Yeah, I. It's funny, I can be a little hypocritical. I, I was recently talking about how I loved when Benitez did that at Liverpool. Signed all Spanish um, he players. Signed, he signed all Spaniards. But that was a different era. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, it would seem to indicate that they're still not doing any statistical analysis at United. They're just letting him Scout choose the players choose who he wants. wants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which would be insane at this point. Absolutely insane. They have to be doing something at this point. But the way they sign players does seem like they just, like, that player has a connection with the manager. Yeah, it seems, that intu- player seems I know intuitive from this, I know from this league or yeah. something. Like, it's totally just, like, yeah, like you said, players he likes Yeah, he's buying. Yeah, it does still feel that way. Um, Strange stuff. It's interesting. I mean, and you can't say, like, they haven't gotten better. They've gotten much better. Definitely. Cas- Casemiro was that. a brilliant signing. Oh, jealous. That's a very good signing. Yeah. Um, and so you know, so they've gotten much better. They got Ronaldo out, which was huge. That was that huge. was huge for everybody uh, in the club. Sad times when Ronaldo left. Yeah, I know. I loved that nightmare. That cancer just sitting in the locker room. 
he was ripping that place apart from the inside. I know. It was amazing. It was so great. It was glorious. Um, I was kind of hoping Bruno would keep it up when he left. But yeah. then, then I saw Bruno snub him real hard at the World <laughs> Cup. And then I was like, never mind. Bruno fucking hates that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's inter- He's denied it. But I mean, honestly, that made me like Bruno a little more. Yeah. I, I can't stand that guy. But when I saw him do that, I was like, that's funny. <laughs> that's real funny. Yeah. It was a funny move. But yeah, United's coming together. Ten Hag's definitely a smart guy. So... You can you have to trust him to a certain extent. Um, you like to think he'll hit a ceiling, yeah, before they get to title challenging spots or, or quality. You know, yeah, I we'll, hope so. We'll see. We I don't think we've seen his ceiling yet as a manager. We'll see where it ends up. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, he's still. How long is he? Was he at? How long was he at Ajax? I have no idea. He didn't exist to me before he was at yeah. Ajax. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's be exactly. honest. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know how long he's been doing it now. Yeah. His Ajax was dope, though. That's undeniable. Yeah. But again, different league. They they Very spectacularly different. imploded in the Champions League a couple of times, you know? He showed a lot of, like, naivety yeah. in the Champions League with that team. Yeah, because they were a really good team. They were contending for a while. Though. Yeah, yeah, a couple of years. They were really good. Yeah. Um. So, you know, hopefully that continues, that trend. Um, yeah, Aston Villa signed a 19-year-old Chicago Fire striker, uh, Jean Duran. That's how I'm going to pronounce that name. Um, he's a Colombian. I think he played for the Fire for about six months. He came and went. Um, good for him. Way to not get caught in the MLS, homie. Didn't um, Villa just sell Ings to West Ham, too? They did, so... Yeah, so that's that makes sense. Yep. One in, one out. Yeah, probably good business. Yeah, um, seems like it. I'm not going to act like I watch Chicago that much, but I know no. um, the Chicago Fire people really thought highly of this guy. Um, well, I think that's about it. Yeah. We're around about an hour of time here. That's perfect. That's it. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll start seeing you more regularly on Mondays from now on. Um Yeah, peace. Um... Soccer? Soccer. 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 Situation. Situation.